Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we are talking about prostate cancer. We are keeping with the theme of Men's Health Month, and prostate cancer obviously rides right to the top. We're talking about the number two cause of cancer-related death in men. We're talking about the second most common cancer diagnosis, period, right? Like above uh, lung cancer right? or colon cancer. It doesn't beat breast, but again, it's, it's up there, top three. So let's talk about prostate cancer. Let's talk about some risk factors associated with prostate cancer. And more importantly, let's talk about why you, especially if you're a man listening to this or if you have a family uh, member or friend who you know has been slacking on, on their medical care, need to get with the program like ASAP and not just because we're in the month of June. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and send this out to one friend, five friend, ten friends uh, to let them know uh, you know what you heard today on the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Lunch and Learn Community Merchandise Store, living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. And for the thanks of being a devoted podcast listener, I'm going to give you opportunity to save 10% off today's purchase using the coupon code EMPOWER10. Go to shop.drbarrepierre.com. Use the coupon code EMPOWER10, all one word. You will save 10% off your entire purchase. Remember, 50% of all proceeds are donated to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization giving out scholarships for high school students. And today we're going to focus on this discussion of prostate cancer, not because it's just Men's Health Month, right? Which, again, I am biased, right? Not because it's just Men's Health Month, but we're going to talk about the second leading cause of cancer-related death in men. We're going to talk about a cancer that, if done correctly, if prevented, and we're going to talk about the word prevention here at this point. If we take the steps to kind of look for the signs, we have a almost 97 to 98% chance of survival, right? So if I told you that all you needed to do was do certain steps to prevent this type of cancer or to just be aware of this type of cancer, you had a 98% chance of survival, would you take it? Of course, the answer is yes. So it's so important for us to really kind of focus on what the prostate does, right? And we'll, we'll, we'll give a little kind of an introduction on what the prostate does, why it's so important just on our kind of normal day-to-day routine. And we'll talk about some of the risk factors and the symptoms and some some screening tests that we could possibly do uh, to, again, kind of warn us as, as this cancer arises, right? So let's talk about the prostate just in general. Let's kind of give a quick little um, you know, facts associated with the prostate. So the prostate gland located right next to the bladder, um, and it's actually located uh, at the top of the urethra. And the, the main function, right, there's several, but the main function is to be able to produce fluid uh, that um, that helps transport our sperm. So kind of the, the seminal fluid. So that's one of the main primary functions of the prostate gland. The problem is when this 
uh, gland, right, has issues, right? Whether it becomes enlarged or aka has cancer, we can see how problems can arise, not only from a sexual dysfunction related aspect, but more importantly, just from a, a functional mechanical standpoint, because of its location and the urethra goes right through uh, the prostate gland. If you're having any issues, any prostate, uh, you know, uh, enlargement due to cancer, just enlargement in general, and we, we, we've had a whole discussion on prostate, just enlarged prostate in, in the past, that you can have issues with just urinary function in and of itself. And as a hospital physician, I've taken care of quite a few patients who have suffered from enlarged prostate who didn't end up having kidney-related dysfunction because they're not urinating. Because again, when the kidneys produce the urine and it sends it to the bladder to go out, if the prostate essentially blocking it from being released from the body, guess what? It kind of backtracks into the kidney and causes problems there. Not only infection, uh, but also you know much worse. Right? Again, we've had patients who've had to have like emergent procedures done because their prostate was so enlarged that they couldn't urinate. So definitely something that for us to really think about. So let's 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 give some facts as far as kind of prostate cancer, just so we're kind of aware of, you know, kind of what we're dealing with. So every 15 minutes, another American person dies from prostate cancer. Uh, There's about 93 deaths per day associated with prostate cancer. One in eight men will have prostate cancer during their lifetime. An interesting fact that autopsies done on men over the age of 50 one in three men actually will have prostate cancer-related cells. Not to say that they had any significant symptoms associated with the prostate cancer because they could have died from something else, but one in three men have prostate cancer cells going on. So that kind of tells you that even though it is the second leading cause of death in men, and thankfully, it has a good 97, 98% chance of survival. A lot of men have it though, who, who may not be very unsuspecting of it, right? So it's definitely the concern. And what we're going to talk about today, obviously, is the most important factor, kind of prevention, 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 early detection, right? That's really the aspect. When we talk about prevention and how do we prevent this thing, I'm going to be really focusing on the aspect of early detection, recognizing what our prostate does. And if we know what our prostate does, if we start having issues, if we start having problems, then we're much able to kind of act on it, right? Because we're aware, like, hold on, like, I know I'm used to able to do this, but like now all of a sudden I'm having problems urinating. I'm having problems doing that, where that. So let's talk about kind of, again, the aspect of prostate cancer uh, in and of itself. So what are some causes, right? Because I always get a question, what causes prostate cancer? So we don't have, from a medicine standpoint, we don't have any direct cause. We can't, I can't say this one thing causes you to have prostate cancer, but what we can say is that there are a lot of risk factors associated with it. And I think it's important, right? Because if we understand what are our risk factors, then we understand what we can do from detection and firstly, early prevention standpoint, right? So what are some of the risk factors? We know that as for, again, obviously, the older you get, the higher risk you have for having prostate cancer. So age is definitely a significant risk factor. And when we talk about kind of the diagnosing and the screening aspect of it, age does play a factor in, you know, some of the tests that we run. We know that smoking history plays a significant factor. Again, I've I've talked about this before. If this is your first time watching or listening to me, you know that on smoking, like when you think of a disease, if you throw in smoking, the disease gets worse, right? It just is what it is. Again, I don't know why people still smoke, uh, but I understand that, you know, the addiction where it is. Ethnicity is also a significant risk factor associated uh, with prostate cancer. The reason being is that ethnicity also kind of follows in line with family history. 
And we know that family history plays a significant factor in prostate cancer. If you have a family history of, of a, an uncle, of your father, of a brother suffer from prostate cancer, that should put you on high alert to, oh, you know, I need to make sure I'm not dealing with any prostate cancer related issues as well, too. So family history is a big thing. Ethnicity is a big thing as well. And the reason why we talk about ethnicity in the African-American community, um, let's, let's just let's just give a breakdown. Right. Which is which I again, I. It was it was kind of sad, right? Kind of sad, but unfortunately not shocking, right? And and that's one of the cases here. So let's break down like who kind of gets this cancer. Um, a hundred and seventy five out of a hundred thousand men, black men, get uh, prostate cancer. If you are if for the white community, that's own, that goes all the way down to 104. Asian community, 57 per 100,000. Uh, Hispanic community, 90 per 100,000. So if you're black, you almost have, again, almost like three or four times as much risk as an Asian person of getting it. You have a most, almost like a 30 to 40% uh, increase in getting it versus Hispanic. So ethnicity plays a significant factor, especially as a physician, as a black physician, and I'm taking care of... Uh, if I'm taking care of black patients, I need to be much aware of that diagnosis, right? Because I need to know that, you know, if I have, you know, my, my African-American patients, I need to know, all right, what, what is going on with your prostate-related issues? Are you, are you having any prostate-related issues? I need to be much more diligent in their community, right? And what we're going to talk about, which is unfortunate, especially when we talk about some of the kind of the diagnosis standpoint, and we talk about the, and again, I've talked about 97, 98%. That is when we catch it in its early stages. But the problem is, is if I catch it in the later stage, that 97, 98% sometimes goes all the way down to 40%, right? So imagine the significant difference I get if I catch it later. That's why, again, like we like with everything here on the channel, prevention, prevention, early detection will always, always be the key uh, for us. So let's talk about some symptoms, again, associated, just so you can kind of be kind of mentally prepared for it. Because I know that's probably what you're wondering, like, well, what are some symptoms I need to be looking out for if I or someone, my family members may be dealing with prostate related issues, which could be prostate cancer. Again, I'm not saying all prostate related issues are prostate cancer, but I'm just saying that if you have prostate related issues, you better make sure it's not prostate cancer. That's really the, you know, that's really the gist of it all. So, uh, dull pain in that lower kind of pelvic area, frequent urination, uh, trouble urination, right? So again, you have that kind of that op opposite spectrum, right? You can be going to the bathroom a lot, or you could be not going to the bathroom a lot, or you could be having pain, what we call kind of dysuria when you go to the bathroom. Almost again, and think about this. When you have a water hose and you put your finger over the water hose, you know, it, it takes a lot more pressure for the water to get by. So that's what occurs when the prostate enlarges on that pathway that urine typically travels. All of a sudden, it takes a lot more pressure, aka a lot more pain uh, for you to get that. Uh, painful ejaculation. We talked about how important prostate gland is in regards to sexual function. Um, and then these are some of the issues that, you know, if you start having these, again, on top of some of the urinary complaints, you, you know, you better go find your doctor quickly. Uh, pain in your lower back, loss of appetite, loss of weight, bone pain. Those are those are really strong concerns. And again, I'm not saying all back pain is associated with prostate cancer. I'm just saying that if you're having some of these urinary complaints and you start having some of these issues as well, kind of following it, definitely we need to be red alert. Definitely something we need to kind of be wary of because, you know, we got to be, we got to be there ready to go. So, 
Let's talk about the the so those are the symptoms. So we'll talk about the the diagnosis aspect of prostate cancer. There's really two you know two processes associated with the diagnosis of prostate cancer. One is the screening. Like, what am I doing in the initial phase to see, like, you know what, does this person have prostate cancer? Now, if you look at TV, you're much more, you're much aware of uh, when men have to go to the, the doctor's office, probably one of the reasons why men don't like go to the doctor's office, and when they have to get the rectal exam. So the rectal exam is a digital rectal exam that we can do, especially because of the location on the prostate. We can actually feel if there is enlargement. We can then feel if there's like, you know, mass or nodules or something that's just very abnormal associated with the prostate because the prostate is a smooth gland. So if I'm doing a prostate exam, right, and then all of a sudden I'm getting, I'm feeling like bumpy ridges or I'm feeling more hard related nodules, I got to be concerned that something may be going on. What more men uh, would much prefer is our blood test, right? And this is more common known as the PSA, the prostate, uh, you know, screening antigen, right? So the prostate, I'm sorry, prostate specific antigen, right? And it's one of the uh, ways that we do it that doesn't, again, require the digital rectal exam, but we will actually monitor to see certain levels. And there's certain factors associated with the levels. Age plays a factor, um, whether you have any re- other related dysfunctions, such such as infection um, can play a factor. If you just had sex, can play a factor. So there's a lot of different things that can fluctuate our PSA levels. So obviously, you know, again, you know, when, when you're doing this test, we usually tell you to refrain from any sexual encounters. Uh, let us know if you're having any type of pain or discomfort, any type of urinary infection related standpoint, because we know that can skew our numbers. And the worst thing that happen is that our numbers get skewed because maybe you had sex the night before, and then all of a sudden we're checking and your PSA like through the roof and we're like send you down this rabbit hole that we probably shouldn't need you send if you were honest with it. So obviously be like I said before, be honest with your doctor. Let your doctor know what you're doing, uh, just so again your doctor can make very well informed decisions um, associated with it. So you you get these you get these abnormal tests, right? Let's say the PSA is elevated. Let's say the digital rectal exam is abnormal. Typically, we send you to our friends, the urologists, um, to kind of do more of a, a direct examination, right? A lot of times they may need to even do like a biopsy uh, just to see if there's any issues, concerns. Sometimes we. We do imaging related studies as well. Again, we're not going to get too again to the nitty gritty on kind of some of the testing, but understanding that the first and foremost step is one, recognizing some signs, recognizing your risk factors, following up with your personal physician to say like, hey, I'm having these issues. I'm having these concerns. Can you just evaluate just to make sure, right? I, I don't want to have, I don't have prostate cancer, right? Because again, and I, I'm going to break down this. I'm actually at the uh, cancer.gov uh, website and I'll, I'll put the link uh, in, in the description. Just kind of give a breakdown of, you know, what we're experiencing as far as, you know, prostate cancer and prostate cancer really by the numbers. So the five-year survival rate for prostate cancer right now is about 97.5%. Five-year survival rate. That is amazing. We have an estimated case load of about 248,000 cases um, for 2021 as far as prostate cancer, a new prostate cancer uh, is concerned. And we have an estimated total of about 34,000 deaths associated with prostate cancer. So again, it is still going to be the second leading cause of cancer-related deaths in men, but it is something 
again, we, we want things like this, right? You know, watching videos like this, listening to podcasts like this is really going to be what's the next step that takes us to being informed of our, you know, health and then taking action, right? Because it's, it's one thing I was, I was listening. It's one thing to take in information, right? Like I, I never want you to watch my video, listen to podcasts or anything and just take in information. I want you to be able to act upon the information that you're taking, right? Cause just taking in information does you absolutely no good if you don't do no action on it, right? So we're not, it's about, yes, it's about getting the information in, but more importantly, it's about acting upon the information that you receive. Um, let's, let's go down here. Uh, lifetime risk of developing prostate cancer. Again, this is cancer.gov. Approximately 12.5% of men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer at some point in their lifetime. Right. That's again, as important. This is, this is not only a uh, frequent cancer that affects men, but this is one that kills a lot of us. Right. So again, we, we cannot downplay its importance. Um, we cannot downplay the importance of just again, seeing that doctor and getting the follow that we need to do. Um, we talked about this aspect here of. Uh, you know, localization, right? So if I catch it early, if I screen you early, I detect it early, you come to your doctor early with the symptoms and they, they do their due diligence, right? We know that if it's localized, right, your, your chance of survival is like 75%. But the second it starts spreading, right? And again, this isn't like a cancer that spreads in, you know, you know, a day, right? But again, you, if you give it some time to spread, all of a sudden that percent of cases, um, survival drops to like 13%, right? That's just the region. We're not even talking about if it uh, spreads to the bones and all these other places. If it just spreads outside of the prostate cancer, you have a significant drop, right? In your, your survival rate. So it's extremely, extremely, extremely important to follow up with your doctors, recognize the symptoms, recognize your issues and don't like avoid us, right? Very important in that regards here. So, and again, and this is a nice little breakdown of how common this cancer is. Number one, obviously, breast cancer is number one with about 281,000 new cases estimated this year. But guess who's number two? Prostate cancer. Number two, about 248,000 um, uh, with about 34,000 deaths, which we kind of mentioned, right? And you see lung cancer is number three. So prostate cancer, again, this is a cancer that we should be screaming from the rooftops uh, to be aware of, to be weary of, especially because we know that the likely chance of us getting it sometime in our lifetime is so high uh, in, in that regards. And again, we, we kind of gave the, the r- racial breakdown um, associated with it. Again, if you're black, right, you need to be on high alert if you're a black or if you have um, patients who are African-American and black as well. Because like, you just have to be high alert. It just, it just is what it is. There's really nothing I can say. And in the percentage of cases by age group, we see about 40% will be between the ages of 65 to 74. 32 percent 55 to 64 um, uh, 15 percent 75 to 84 right so again a significant number right significant things that again just kind of keep an eye on that the and this kind of focuses on the age being a risk factor the older we get you know the likely you are to have to deal with this prostate cancer so again it just it just is what it is and again um in this this graph is a good one right because it talks about the death rate um associated uh by race and again may, makes sense if african-americans right you know get prostate cancer the most guess who's gonna die the most from it right that just boom it just common sense right there so you know that's that's really the discussion at hand, right? 
It, it's about, you know, the treatment aspect of, you know, and I've, I've had some patients who've had to have their whole prostate removed. I've had some patients who've had to go on radiation, some patients who've had to go on uh, chemotherapy. There's a lot of different aspects associated uh, with the treatment of prostate cancer. But again, you can't even get to the end. Right. And that's why usually when we especially here in the lunch learning community, you know, we, we don't focus too much on the treatment aspects of it. Right. Because by the time you get to the treatment aspects of it, again, you're 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 going and having a personal uh, conversation with your doctor. My goal is to make it so that we do everything we can from the prevention, from the detection side, right, to protect you, right? That's 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 it. And that's always will be the goal of mine. So again, prostate cancer, men's health month kind of go hand in hand, second leading cause of cancer-related death in men, right? Second lead, second most commonly diagnosed cancer, uh, you know, for 2021. So a, again, if that's not enough, right, to get Either you, especially if you're a man watching this or listening to this, or making sure your family member is getting themselves together, I don't know what it is. I'm your truly Dr. Barry Pierre, and I'm going to see you guys next week. Thank you for coming to the end of the episode. It is your truly Dr. Barry Pierre. I want to give my undying thanks to you for your support. Just getting to the end of the episode means that you at least enjoyed today's episode. Hope you were empowered by today's episode. Please remember to share this episode with at least two people that you know that would be greatly affected if they did not listen to today's episode and if you have not already done so subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star review especially on apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a review leave a review there because your support is so 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 valuable for what we're doing here on the lynch learn and everything with pierre medical consulting and if you have not done so go ahead and join the listserv to join the listserv it's very easy just grab your phone right now i'll pause join the listserv you want to text lunch learn pod this is all gonna be one word lunch learn pod to 44222 and you'll be on the listserv you'll know exactly when new episodes are coming out you'll know about new episodes before they actually come out because i usually tell my listserv members hey this is what i'm working on this are the guests that you should expect to hear for the week on thanks guys you have a blessed day and i'm gonna see you guys next week